Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello, welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall and Hall. It's got a great show for today. We have our good friend Cody Robertson with the Army Bass Anglers. He's done Army Hog Hunters, Army Buck Hunters, um, all those coalitions. Going to have him on the show. We just did a, a hunt with him recently that we'll be talking about. We're going to be letting him kind of go through the process of, of basically telling you his story and how everything got started and uh, his journey to where he is now. So can't wait for that. Um but first, we got to announce our True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters Tournament leaderboards for the month of April because we are almost done with the month. Uh, remember, the, the slate will be wiped clean. We'll be starting in May fresh, so it's never too late to get signed up. We're giving away prizes every month. Earn your chance just for going out and hunting hogs. Most hogs at the end of the month wins prizes. So right now, True Hog Hunters Tournament sitting in at first. Punisher hunting with a total of 28. Uh, just got word that he's got another 16 that he's going to be submitting here soon. Should bring his total up to 44. Squeal Team 6 is in 2nd with 21, and Hog Caller is in 3rd with a total of 13. Uh, Army Hog Hunters Tournament, we have Punisher Hunting again with 28. Then again, it should be 44 by the end of the day if you're keeping up with the leaderboard online. Squeal Team 6 is in 2nd with 21, and then Duke 2016 in 3rd with a total of 3. So that's going to do it for our leaderboards so far. We will be wiping the slate clean uh, coming Monday on the 1st, so uh, get signed up, get started, win yourself some prizes. Going to turn it over. We got Cody Robert with the Army Bass Anglers, uh, so stay tuned, Sounder Podcast, I'll be right back. Cody, welcome to the Sounder Podcast. As always, thank you so much for your service and all that you do for our servicemen and women with your organization. Thank you for taking time to join me on the show today. Oh, and yep, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. It's always great to be on the show. Uh, we're going to jump right in and get this started. Um how about we lead off uh, by you introducing yourself to our audience and giving all of us the full story of yourself and what led you down the path to starting the Army Hog Hunters. Uh, start from the beginning, before Army Buck Hunters and Army Bass Anglers, before the TV shows and all the fishing tournaments. Where did it all begin for you? <laughs> That's a, okay. That's a long uh, <laughs> reply, so I asked the audience to bear with me. <laughs> so... Uh, in order to get the Army Hog Hunters, you got to understand that we started the organization under Army Bass Anglers. 
So Army Bass Anglers was started back in 2005. We've been around about 17 years. Uh, myself and Don Bailey started it. Uh, basically just two guys wanting to go fishing uh, on the tournament circuit. And then uh, in the process, we were approached by a nonprofit. Uh, if we could help them through fishing, raise money for uh, back then returning heroes home, which is the facility out of Fort Sam Houston, Texas that provides uh, a facility for soldiers that are currently under care at the Brook Army Medical Center, which is the premier burn center in the United States. And also next to the Intrepid Center, where most of your uh, ballistic injuries and your um, IED type injuries where amputees uh, receive their new prosthesis and go through that whole rehabilitative process. So the two facilities work together. And in order for it to be fully funded, it had to be fully funded by the public and then it would be taken over by the government and ran from there on out. Well, that cost about $4.2 million. Mm. And we helped them raise that $4.2 million. And then over the course of time, two guys helping them turned into four guys helping them turned into 12 and a pro staff. And before you know it, 12 turned into basically now we have about 80,000 members. Wow. And more nonprofits wanted help. And so uh, the organization has now branched out into helping Warrior Canine Connection, uh, Heroes on the Water, uh, Patriot Sporting Challenge, Folds of Honors Kids Scholarship Funds, Fishing with Legends. So more and more nonprofits found out how much money we raised, and, of course, they want help. And the more we helped, the more people wanted to get involved, and that's kind of how Army Bass Anglers got started. And then... In that process, somewhere in there, um, I was approached to do lots of interviews, um, to be on different radio shows, telling them what we were doing and how we were doing it, which led to commercial interviews on television. And then I guess somebody thought I was fairly decent on television. And next thing you know, I was asked to start doing, you know, uh, product spots. Uh, appearances on full television shows. And so we actually cut our teeth on a television show called Big Bass Battle on the World Fishing Network. And that's where I beat a couple of uh, elite series pros on national television. And next thing you know, we're being asked uh, if we thought about our own television show and those kinds of things. And so I approached a production company. The more I spent time doing television, I realized there was an opportunity there for service members to be on national television fishing for a national championship and telling their story. Nothing like that existed in outdoor America, which is the parent company that owns most of your outdoor channels. Nothing existed like that. There was always kind of a one-off show, but never a full show that actually did that and crowned a national champion uh, and give service members a platform to compete at that level. And that's kind of how Army Bass Anglers Force on Force was hatched. And now it's been around for 11 years. It's the longest running military outdoor TV show. It's the number one outdoor TV show, and it's been very successful. And so that kind of leads us to the next piece of evolution, which was Army Buck Hunters. So our audience, we quickly realized that all of our service members, all of our 
viewing audience, all of our membership were also big avid hunters and they were constantly, um, questioning me or asking me when we were going to do something in the hunting world. And so we launched army hog hunt or excuse me, army buck hunters. And it quickly took off probably three times faster than army bass anglers did. Uh, I mean, it was just an instant response. I had made mention of it on a radio show out of central Texas, uh, called, uh, the great outdoors. And, while listening to the radio show, Texas Trophy Hunters heard me and immediately called and asked for a relationship, a contract, etc. And it just literally just took off like crazy. And uh, and then of course the Sportsman's Channel, the president of the Sportsman's Channel, found out that we were entering the space. And before I know it, and this literally when I say happened in a matter of no time, we're talking a span of five days. Oh wow! From the time I announced it. The trophy hunters signing their first military uh, heritage contract with the military organization in their history, and I think they've been around 45 years, to the Sportsman's Channel calling me all happened in a span of five days. And Sportsman's Channel wanted to know, could I produce the same quality of show Force on Force was doing except in the hunting world? And I told Monty at the time, I said, eh, let me sleep on, I'll call you back. <laughs> called, him, <laughs> called him back the next day and said, yeah, I can do it. And he's like, well, we'll help you with, you know, everything you need. We want the original content series. And they introduced us to a few people. And then, of course, we found you guys and brought a whole family of new corporate partners on board on the hunting side and launched it. And it has been just as successful as, Army Force on Force Bass Anglers has been, and it airs on the Sportsman's Channel. And so now it's in its fourth season, doing great. I mean, uh, it's currently airing right now, season four is. And so the two television shows together are on two different networks that reach collectively about 2.8 million annually, and on 37 app platforms from friendly to mo tv to firefox to roku uh youtube you name it 37 other app platforms and then it's also airing both shows on 300 mom and pop regional networks that fall under outdoor america so it has just skyrocketed in terms of reach membership etc and recruiting new service members to come in because now they can compete for a shooting national championship, much like the fishing guys do. And so the next step was we had an old member that had been in the organization for a while, which was Danny Jackson. He's the current president of Army Redfish Anglers. He had been pestering me for four years to launch Army Redfish Anglers. So Buck and Redfish almost launched simultaneously. And so Redfish <clears throat> launched because all of our freshwater guys that are down towards the coast, so you get down around central Texas, uh, maybe a little bit further south by probably 50 miles, San Antonio. And that whole Gulf area right there, though they bass fish, they spend more time on the saltwater world. And you have lots of service members and installations from Navy installations to Coast Guard installations to Southern Army installations all down there, Air Force, with 
in their mind, they wanted their own, you know, uh, I guess, organization. So we launched Army Redfish Anglers, and Danny Jackson's the president of it. And I'll kind of keep it to this podcast, but let's just say there's a television show in the works for those guys, too, and it's not too far out. Oh, it's, it's, we're, so, we're excited to see that one. I don't get to do as much of the saltwater fishing as I, as I would like, but it's always been fun to go out there and do it and, and uh, oh, yeah, to, to see a, what y'all do were, with uh, Army Buck Hunters and everything else. Uh, it's going to be a hit. Oh, I have no doubt it'll be a hit. I mean, those bulls, I mean, they always say that if, you, if you're a bass fisherman you go red fishing, you'll give it up. And they got a pretty good argument because I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think it's going to be a great show, and it's just another venue and outlet for service members to compete, be have their story told, you know, and a great way for the the country to you know recognize these veterans for their service to the country and stuff. Because uh, you know, not everybody gets to be the elite angler of the world and have that kind of time while they're deployed fighting for our country. So they kind of can't go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and this is as close as we can get to it for them. And it's working really well and they love it. And so now you've got three of the five we've talked about. So that leads us to army hog hunters. So army hog hunters launched at the request of our army buck hunters world and membership, all the hunting guys. So as we, made our way through the Texas trophy hunter shows and all the requests for the shows from the sportsman's channel expo to all the other ones, the outdoor nation, et cetera. It took off like crazy. Well, in that mix of guys that love to, you know, buck hunt, whether it be a mule deer or a whitetail deer, doesn't really matter. They love that sport so much. Hog hunting is basically their way to continue to hunt year round without, you know, the, the restraints of deer season. And those guys are just as ate up. They're a smaller niche, but they're just as ate up with their sport as the fishing guys and the hunting guys are. And of course, you know, it only took a couple of meetings for us to realize, oh my gosh, this is a great opportunity for our service members year round versus seasonal, like bass fishing and red fishing and you know, deer season due to you. And so that quickly took off. And of course I made them, I say made the mistake. I made an announcement again on the very same radio station that I announced buck hunters. And in a matter of probably about, I won't say five days this time, but at less than two weeks, the same process occurred. Sportsman channel called, you know, trophy hunters wanted to know if we were going to do their shows and, uh, Outdoor Nation wanted the show. And so even though it didn't have a specific show piece, the hog guys don't have their own real outdoor shows. They tend to fall up under all of the hunting expo shows and stuff, or like Buck-O-Rama has its own, but there's no hog rama And so we quickly realized there was a sub-niche in that market underneath, and service members were gravitating to it as quickly as possible. The neat part about the hog world is, is it actually, not only is it fall within our mission, but it falls within this huge need and problem that's happening not only in our state, but in other states with this 3.5 million hog population that's tearing up everything. 
And so in terms of a military aspect, well, now not only do we have the mission to support, defend, and hunt for service members, we could help our own state and help our own country with a problem. And so it added this second layer or tier of a mission statement that, you know, is really cool. And so now we've got guys hunting hogs. And then of course the sportsman's channel, you know, we don't have anything like that with a competitive aspect tied to the military and these extreme, you know, hunting opportunities. And so, of course, that was quick. And so, next phone call, can you do a TV show? I said the same thing. Let me sleep on it. And so, we we said, call them back. Said yes, we can do it. We can pull it off. And we've ran into a couple of glitches on this one, but those are out of our control. But we do have all the working parts and pieces in place now. And so, in 2023. Army Hog Hunters, the television show, will hit the air. And we think we've solidified the last relationship we needed with the hunt that we just went on, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a minute, which was just phenomenally cool and falls right into our wheelhouse of military operations. And I think it's going to be extremely exciting. I think it's going to be a crap ton of fun. And I think we're going to have service members lining up left and right to be a part of it. And ultimately, we're going to help the state of Texas. We're going to help service members connect, and we're going to help those military nonprofits raise the funds and awareness they need, killing three birds with one stone on a great TV show. Oh, yeah. I can't so, wait. <laughs> and and like, like me and you talked about, you know, everything happens for a reason, and, and I think that, that God kind of puts, you know, he's got everything in play for that reason, and that's why it's going to take place. And I think that that hunt was – it was meant to be, and it, it was a whole lot of it fun. Was. Everything went perfect, and uh, I'm excited to hear that. I can't, I can't wait to to see what's in store for for 2023. But uh, oh yeah, and it was a blast. And then the last piece is we have Army Duck Hunters now, which its television show will be the fat the the last in the queue of shows, and it was at the request of the largest style organization in the United States, and that was Ducks Unlimited, and. The relationship's very new. Uh, it's very um, in its baby stages as we go through the, the foul world, trying to understand how they see things from a television perspective and all those kinds of things. And so you're going to see that coming down the pipeline sometime between 24 and 25. Once we finish up, you know, making sure hog is working and operating properly. And so there's just a lot of growth and opportunities within the organization going on. And, uh, and we're excited and I'm really excited about the hog show because it's, it is just flat out phenomenally crazy what we did the other night. <laughs> I had a blast. I had a blast. I mean, it brought back a lot of memories. Don't get me wrong, but we had a blast and I have no doubt the service members are just going to leave. I didn't sleep for literally like 24 hours. My journal just would not stop pumping. So I, that's how excited I am about what we're about to do with the hog guys. Uh, at what point, and we'll go back to the Army Bass thing just a little bit since that's kind of where you got the first show kind of started. Um, at what point did you realize that the Army Bass Anglers was a success? Uh, oh, and was there like even that, that wow moment where you got to kind of sit back and soak it all in and realize that it was going to take off? Oh, man. Um I would have to say there was the before television, 
I, we turned on the website. We had built a custom website and we turned it on and we did no marketing for it. And this was in its early days. And in a matter of probably 48 hours, we had over 10,000 unique likes or I guess unique visits to the website. And so what that tells you is, is that people were putting in search engine words left and right, looking for something military and were finding nothing. And in a matter of 10,000 or well, 48 hours, we had 10,000 unique visitors to the website. And then the next big wow moment was when we launched the first coalition membership opportunity where guys could actually be a part of the organization and they had, you know, a, a list of tasks they had to do. And we had a member within 24 hours. I thought it was going to be days, weeks before just one person signed up. And when we had that one member and then one turned into, well, now we're coming up on 2000 guys that are actually under contract under the coalition program to, support our mission and tell others and recruit. So basically we have 2000 recruiters out there recruiting members across the country at every installation. And that was a wow moment. And then I would say probably the third wow moment was when we went to television and aired and we got our numbers back the first night uh, of airing. Or actually I think of it the first week because they run in three per week. And we got our numbers back, and it was just under 180,000 viewers on three areas. And oh. that was another huge wow moment that we're really doing this. And then I have two more wow moments for you. One was when it was season, I believe it was season 10, there were two wow moments there where they the network was compiling numbers on how much we had donated over the course of time. And <clears throat> based off of their estimates, not my own, from what they could compile on information, they aired a television show that had the data on it. And I didn't see, I got to see it in the production cut before it went to television. And we had raised, according to them, 30, just over $32 million for the nonprofits. Wow. And that was just, I sat back and I was like, I couldn't believe it. And then I just kind of started thumbing around with the numbers that they were, where they got them from and quickly realized that they were pretty dang close, if not spot on. Um, and then, you know, of course the television show airing for its 10th season, I mean, Seinfeld was only on the air for 10 years. <laughs> Friends was only on the air for 10 years. You know, and here we are, you know, going on our 11th year and magazines have published us as the largest military organization in the United States. It's, I guess the wow moment is, is when other people are sounding your horn for you and not you sounding your horn. Yeah. It's and almost that, become, that's become, it, it's almost like keeping itself alive. Now you don't really have to, to push it on your yeah. own near as much. It's, it's, it's already, a, it's a steady process. Yeah, exactly. And it's just crazy when we go to a show and people come up and, you know, say, I watch your show. I love your show. I record it. You know, I never miss it and stuff. And 
it just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy on the inside that they love the show because the show's not about Cody. The show's about the service members and their story and what they've done for their country and the competition between them and the smack talk and love between them. And they love that. You know, Cody just happens to be a facilitator. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, being – you know, around the group of guys when y'all shoot the, the Army Buck Hunter show. That's exactly what it is. It's all about them. And mm-hmm. uh, and I love that because they, they have their – it's their time to shine. And, it is, uh, and it's, we're just excited for them to tell their story and to shine. And then we're surrounded by incredible partners who get it and appreciate what we're doing, and they get to be a part of it. And, you know, they're they're every bit a part of what we're doing, whether they served or not. And we just love having those kind of relationships between the service members, service members, our partners. And we literally watching our family of members grow together, you know, veterans on their, beyond their service to their country when they hang up their uniform. And that just really gives me, you know, warm and fuzzies all the time. For, for our listeners out there, um, what are the, the qualifications to become like a member of the task force and how does one do so if interested, as well as what are a few things that someone can expect from becoming a member of one of the task forces? Oh, yeah. So if you somebody wants to join the task force, that could be anybody in the country. They don't have to serve. That's just people that uh, are patriots and they support our military and our first responders and they want to join. So when they join, we send them a list of discount codes that they can use so that they're benefiting from the relationships that we have and they can continue to support the organization. And then it comes with five tasks. So they have five objectives. They actually have to execute and do to be considered a full fledged task force member, much like the coalition have tasks that they have to do and stuff. And then we treat them exactly as if they had served, if they show up to an event or a venue or whatever, they're treated just like they had served their country. Cause, uh, they are. I mean, if you really sit back and think about it, when you support your military and you salute the flag and you stand up at a football game and put your hand over your heart, you're serving, you're supporting, and you're, you know, showing everybody that you support our military. And that requires, you know, a level of service. And, and we recognize that. So we treat them just the same way. And we have so many task force members show up to our events as we do coalition guys and have a great time and love it. And stuff, and then of course the coalition—that's a different level. They've actually served, and they get different discounts, and they come to the same events, and they're you know under contractual requirements to do certain things, um, and that's what they do. And so they all go hand in hand, and we love each and every one of them, and and we appreciate all that they do for the organization, but more importantly. We appreciate what they're doing for our service members and the military nonprofits that need that help, whether it be dollars or awareness or sharing, whatever it is, you know, those are all different tasks and they require a certain amount of support. And that's what they're doing. All right, guys. Unfortunately, that does it for time today. Uh, Remember, stay tuned next week. We're going to have Cody back on the show. We're going to be talking about our South Texas hog hunt with our friend Punisher Hunting. Uh, and how all that went down. Also going to be announcing our True Hog Hunter and Army Hog Hunter tournament winners for the month of April. Remember to get signed up at www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments to 
earn your chance at winning some really cool prizes every month. But that's going to do us. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Sounder Podcast. I'm out of here. Y'all have a good weekend. Until next time.